back to the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium, providing you a virtual gathering space during the midwinter winds. Please warm your hearts at our fire. We have 18 wise women presenting this year. And what makes this gathering special is that there's a group of dedicated fire tenders over at the Wind Clan that holds space for you and your healing and all of the blessings that you'll be receiving during, the, the, during these 12 days of this call. And today, I'm very excited to have uh, Carol Woodliff with us. She's an author who's fascinated with the challenge of being authentically human while expressing our own spirit, soul, callings. Her book, From Scared to Sacred, Lessons in Learning to Dance with Life, was a finalist in the Indie Spiritual Book Awards. Carol has been studying healing and creativity for over 20 years, through ceremonies in the shamanic tradition of the Andes, energy healing, coaching, and writing workshops, she helps clients release trauma and blocks to love and creative expression. At the, you can find more about her at carolwoodlift.com, which we'll get back to later. But let's hop into this, this teaching she's going to offer us about some tips and tools she's learned to how to help you get more grounded and, and into a more present state during these holy days. Well, Renee, it's such a pleasure to be with you again. And when I started thinking about winter and winter solstice, I started thinking about that it is time where we have a little bit more time to reflect. The busyness of being able to be out in the world in the sunshine after, you know, after work or that we come home and we kind of go into our cave, especially those people who live in like where I grew up, which was Rockford, Illinois. So that was, yes, I'm very happy to be in California now, but you know, I understand that cocooning and the natural cycle of after you've harvested, you're thinking about what you're going to plant next year and that, but the activity level, you know, goes down a little bit. And so it's a perfect time for us to look at you know, take some time and look at what's going on in our lives or how we're being banding about by influence that's outside of us. Because I think right now in the world, it's so easy to get knocked off your center because there's so much incoming energy from all sorts of different events that are going on in the world. So we need to know how to do that. And Something that I don't even know if Renee knows this about me is before I studied shamanism, I actually studied hypnotherapy. Hmm. And it actually was my lead into shamanism because um, I learned trance state. And I, the things that I most loved about doing hypnosis with clients was guided imagery and journey type work, except I didn't know it was a shamanic journey at the time. So... I'm taking a few tips from combining them from what I learned in hypnosis to what I know now, having been studying the shamanic path and that to really talk about, you know, what can we do when we're feeling off center, whether it's because of a 
interaction with someone at work that just isn't sitting right with us, whether it's just that feeling of not being 100% present or feeling off. So what I wanted to talk about was three questions. And these three questions can be used in a number of ways. They can be used if you want to journal. They can be used in a trance or a shamanic journey, like you can get your drum out and you can, you know, keep these three questions in mind, or they can actually be used to take to a fire ceremony. And I include in fire ceremonies like working with a candle, because when you're in um, Rockford, Illinois in January, you might not want to be outside building a fire. If you're a hardy soul, you might be, but there's, there's the ability to work with that light or even for those of you who know about the violet flame from St. Germain, you can, you know, call in that sort of light. So there's three questions that I find really helpful when I'm off balance. And I use these with clients and it seems to help them a lot. So let's, let's start. We're off balance. We've come home from work and we're off balance and we just feel Meh, mm -hmm. like we're not a hundred percent. So the first thing, whether you're doing a sitting down to journal or meditate or just in the shower is where is this energy affecting me? How is it coming at me or how is it in me? So where is it in my body? How do I feel it? How do I experience it? Is my stomach upset? Are my shoulders tight? Do I feel like I'm being bombarded by energy and I'm just having it come at me from all things? I guess energy is coming at us from all things. I don't know if you can hear my dog doing like a little editorial comment in the background. <laughs> energy is coming at Luna from all sides right now. I don't know what's up with her, but we're just going to, Luna, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the biggest one is how do you stay calm when your cat is yakking or Luna wants attention? Right. Or yeah. Parking lots full at Whole Foods. <laughs> I mean, it's just really. Uh, Check it with your body. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. And sometimes it's really good to, as you check in, check into where you are. I'm sitting in a chair, my feet are on the floor, you know, really bring yourself back to where you are now, as opposed to where you are in the, you know, where your spirit may be back at um, work or wherever mm -hmm. you took, um, Carolyn Mice called it, um, Mace called it, bring, calling your spirit back. She says we go on, we send our spirit on missions that we may not want it to be sent on. So calling your spirit back into present time and by checking in with our body and going, okay, this is where it affects me. This is how, ooh, this is what I'm feeling right now. It's, it's really good. Then the next step, the next question is, what's this story? What's the story of what I'm feeling? Um, does it relate to some other story? Does it relate to how I felt as a kid? Does it relate to that experience I had before? You know, do, what does it feel like? And in hypnosis, we might give it an image. We might make it a cartoon character. We might turn it into an actual being and see, is it an animal? What does that animal have to tell us? What's the story of it? So there's both our personal story and then there's an energetic story. As shamans, we, our job is to manage energy, to get 
release energy and to call in energy. In the Incan tradition, they call that pure energy Sami. And we want to cultivate beautiful Sami for ourselves and release the hucha or the heavy energy that we experience. So if we're in this place of understanding the story of what kind of energy we're carrying, what, what's the thing that we are holding on to? Or are we creating a myth that is helpful or not helpful? You know, if we create a story about how that person at work is always a problem and has nothing good about them and that then we are what are we drawing we're drawing more heavy energy to us and if we say okay that person has some issues and i need to learn how to communicate with them and i lean, need to learn how to keep my boundaries that's a different story than that person's awful and it probably has the same meaning in the sense that you're still maybe struggling with that person, but there's this thing that we need to keep telling ourselves better stories that improve the energy until maybe we don't need a story at all. Maybe it just is. But when we're in story, we can upgrade the story to give us a little relief. And that goes right into the next question is after we've identified where it is and what's the story of it, it's like, how do I need to shift? because trying to shift someone else, as we all know, is pretty impossible. So where do I need to shift my energy? Where do I need to shift my focus? Or do I need to ask for, as the Course in Miracles would say, um, uh, a shift in perception? Do I need to go to a shift, you know, to ask the fire to help me transform the energy? So how would we work that in a ceremony or how would we work that in journaling those three steps? For example, if you're going to the fire, you know, where is the energy in my body? And you notice it's in, it's in your throat and your heart and you might want to imagine, intend that you're pulling that energy out of that area of your body and putting it in the fire. So you don't even have to necessarily know like what that energy is, just it's all stuck right here. And I'm going to ask the fire to help me take that energy out. Then what's its story? Well, if I feel helpless because of this experience that I've had, then I need to take all the helpless and take it to the fire. And I need to sit at the fire and go, because there's normally levels of story or energy. There's the, you know, helpless, there's the anger, there's the, um, this is just like my mom or whatever. And, and all of that, we're just asking the fire to help work with. And if you're not a fire ceremony person, it can be prayer and meditation. Spirit guides come. This is the energy. Help me move this. Help me move what's in my body. Help me move what's in my, you know, story. And then give me an insight of how I should shift, how, what's my next step? Give me the next thing I need to do. Not the whole laundry list, just give me one thing that would help me on this journey and take that to the fire and say, I'm open. And then I normally draw in the light from the fire and say, I'm open to receive a shift. I'm open to receive an insight. 
And then sometimes it happens automatically at the fire, in the journaling, in the meditation, and sometimes it takes time. And so if it's taking time, we keep coming back to this in different ways. You know, I'm in the shower, I'm gonna intend that I'm gonna clear this space in the shower as I'm washing and let whatever that energy is go down the drain. I'm gonna think about the story and see if I can shift the story or ask for a shift in the story. And I'm gonna ask for what I need to do next. And those three things, whether you take it on a journey and say, show me what the energy is that I'm experiencing, show me the story and show me the shift. It is so such an elegant little process that can help all of us when we're being bandied about to reground, to go, okay, what do I need to do? And sometimes the answer is you don't need to do anything. You just need to be, this isn't that shift isn't necessarily about doing. It's a shift of energy, a shift of how your lens or your focus sometimes. And sometimes you get a direct thing like go call so-and-so, but a lot more often than not, you get just breathe into it or just, you know, a, allow it to be what it is for a period of time. So I love that for me because it, it's so simple and yet you can, you could spend five minutes doing that or you could spend an hour in ceremony doing that and both ways give you the ability to start letting go of energy or thoughts or experiences that are not helping you and then to draw into you from the wind, from the sun, from the earth, what you need to help you shift and ground and be more powerful you, be more in your connection to those elements that help you have your center really fully grounded. So that's my little tip for the, <laughs> for the winter here. <laughs> okay, that is a really great tip. And I'm just curious if you would actually take us through that ceremony, maybe using the purple light, since I don't want everyone to have to run around and grab up a light or a candle right, or anything. Right, so, right, I'd so, be happy to. Okay, because I know yesterday my body went into shock when I went to the parking lot of the mall. Oh, I, I can imagine. Last minute shopping or, you know, gotta get some food for, you know, dinner or whatever. and. I just saw, I felt my body freeze. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are really busy this time of the year. So let's give them, let's okay. try it out. Okay, so if everybody could close your eyes, it's a lot easier when you close your eyes and just take a nice deep breath. And notice where you are right now, just Feel your body sitting in the chair. You know, if you're listening while you're around the house, just come into a stop for a moment. And then visualize or imagine or pretend 
that in front of you is this burning violet flame. This is the violet flame of Saint Germain. It's the flame of transformation. You can have a little bowl of it in front of you. It doesn't need to be huge. Just a violet flame like you've built this little, this little bowl of transformation purple fire. And now check in with your body and just notice where the energy of the day is sitting, where you're feeling off. And as you notice, perhaps you want to put your hand on that spot. And then as you breathe, imagine with your hand, you can pull that energy out and send it to the violet flame. You can counterclockwise unwind. You can just imagine you're pulling the threads of that energy from that spot and send it to the violet flame. And as you do that, you might notice whether this energy has a story for you. Is it like a cranky two-year-old? I don't want to, or is it just an overwhelm? Whatever that story is, I can't do all this. Whatever your story is about what's going on in your body or your life, then you can imagine that story going into that violet flame. It's just a story. We can make up a lot of stories. So just imagine you're asking that violet flame to do transformative work for you. You don't have to think up what the story is going to be. You're just asking for a shift in how you feel and what you're telling yourself about what you feel or how what you feel presents itself to you in a, in a, like a voice. And you can do that as long as you need to. And then when you feel a little shift, you can ask yourself, is there something I need to know? You can ask your spirit guides for the message. And you can imagine drawing that violet flame over you into you like you would at a fire ceremony where you just bring some of that energy into you and you ask for the transformation to be in you and you ask for what shift what action or what change in state of being is most helpful for you right now And then you take a few more deep breaths. And then come back. How was that? Oh, that was great for me. I, 
One of the things that I've been working on this this final quarter of 2018 has been to create more spaciousness around my sacred practices. And so I guess I have some idea in my mind that there's still a separation between shopping and a sacred practice. And so I think that that's a really great distinction I was shown that like, no, you're already working on creating more spaciousness, but you have to there's a spaciousness that you might want to put around everything. Oh, that's beautiful. And that is true. We tend, especially those of us who've been walking the path, a lot of us have, I think we've talked about this before. We have, oh, this is my practice. And then this is my work life, or this is my day-to-day life. And the real challenge for all of us walking this path right now is we don't get to separate it anymore. We need to go into the grocery store as a sacred practice and, and go into that mall on Black Friday, bless you, <laughs> or, you know, and make that a sacred practice with all the energies around us. So it's really important for us to realize now that the world needs us to, you know, manage our heaven and earth energies um, in a way that we are the embodiment of bringing heaven into our bodies and into earth. You know, our hearts, the place where heaven and earth meet in my mind. I think of us, you know, I'm a tree person. People who know me know I love trees. And one thing I like about trees is they are kind of a communication between heaven and earth. They reach up to the sun, they root themselves in the earth. And how do we do that for ourselves where we're bringing that light energy and that that the beauty of love and that into our hearts so that as we walk through the world it isn't separate it's a sacred practice and we have to give ourselves some sacred love too for not doing it perfectly hmm. absolutely <laughs> one of my one of the uh, practices i bring into the treatment center and to work is i have people draw themselves as a tree Oh, lovely. Have you done that? And, and once you draw yourself as a tree, you find yourself, well, am I in community or am I a solo tree? Or, you know, are my roots going deep or don't I have any roots? And when you just said that, it just sparked me like, wow, well, how will I show up everywhere this, this, this week, this, you know, the season into next year as a tree? What, you know, what does that look like? And, and how do I, how do I, bend how do i bend with the wind how do i you know not get too cold when i don't have any leaves (laughs) exactly and and you know it's interesting because if you look at trees they aren't embarrassed to be naked you know like when in the winter they're just there hanging out and i think you know there's for me there's a lot of wisdom there and just to take Um, That's an imagery thing that like you learned in hypnosis, like I learned in hypnosis, which is, you know, you can take any image and communicate with it and learn things. So you can be a tree. You know, a lot of shamanic practices are about shape shifting into animals like eagles or jaguars or that. And what do we learn as we shape shift into that energy? And then what can we bring back as we learn that 
What do we bring back? So the whole process of how do I need to shift or what's its story can be any image. And for people who don't see, some people, I'm not a big visual person. I'm much more a um, auditory and kinesthetic person. So sometimes when I was learning this stuff and they would be like, go on a journey and see what you see. And I'd be like, I don't see anything. Mm -hmm. So I want to tell people who don't see a sensation, a color, uh, you know, a temperature. So if you're going in and, and, and you get, this feels so cold and tight, then maybe the, all you have, the thing is, is you want to intend to add warmth and flexibility. And you don't have to have a story about what this looks like. It's what it feels like. And how would you like it to feel differently? And what would you like to do to shift, you know, that sensation of cold and tight and protective into, you know, warm, flexible and open? Hmm. That reminds me when, you know, yesterday uh, I took a hike and I wanted to just show this was that one of the things, can you see that or is it too glary? Yeah. That No, that, we can see it. Okay. That trees are still beautiful when they're dead and without leaves, you know, so a lot of our, our life's lessons are learned from the experience of the death and dying and decaying process. And right. just to piggyback on what uh, Carol just said about some people see things, some people feel things, some people know things, some people hear things, and some people really don't think they're having any experience at all. And they're all experiences and they all count. So whatever that experience was for you with, with that journey meditation, like when she said, where do you feel it? I went like right to my throat. And, you know, so just trust, even if you, if you don't even have to know what that was, but just having a willingness to be willing to trust it for the, for the time being. And I think that's one thing that's really important is, we don't have to do it like anyone else. This is a springboard place. And if you get a little something out of this that you can then um, make your own mm -hmm. because you don't have to do this. You don't have to do your practice the way anybody else does your practice. You have to develop what works for you. And sometimes what someone offers is like, mm, nah, no, not that but I liked that little nugget. So take that little nugget and go with it and don't feel constrained because if it's your sacred practice, it needs to speak to your heart and it needs to get to things for you. So there's no right or wrong way. And I love this idea that you brought up of death and dying and the winter. And I just like to remind myself because I'm not really good at this, is that every year, every time we let go, every time we have a shift or a change, we're practicing dying. We're mm -hmm. practicing letting something go. And, and it's really important for us. So winter is a really important time for us to look at what do we wanna let go of and what are we gonna plant? You know, because the farming community would be looking at like, okay, we had this kind of crop. What are we going to do next year in that field? You know, are we going to rotate the crops this year? So it's a perfect time 
as you're doing these ceremonies and getting all this wisdom from this group, for you look at, it's winter, what am I letting go of? What has died? And what am I going to plant and be ready to plant coming forward? Well, this is awesome. So those of you who are in LA, you might see Carol running butt naked down. Losing all her leaves down the street. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so tell, what, tell where, where can people reach you? And um, I don't know if you have your book there that you might want to hold up. I do have it. I just have to turn around. <laughs> okay. You know, in this symposium, we're not selling okay, anything. That- that, oh, wasn't, that wasn't elegant. I'm sorry. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> Give me a moment to say that in this symposium, this is a gift from us. We're not selling anything. And that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, be uh, inclined to want to support somebody and buy their book or, you know, get a wind whistle if that's what calls to you. But just that this is a gift from us to you to help you navigate these turbulent winds of change that we're in. So show us your book and tell us about your website. Okay, this is from Scared to Sacred. And it is my journey of starting to listen to my own internal voice. And it's really what led me onto the shamanic path. And my website is carolwoodliff.com. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, which there are a lot of tree pictures, I, uh, I'm a shaman on the walk on Instagram. And I think, you know, the great thing, Renee, about what you create in your webinars in these solstice gatherings is just the opportunity for community to gather with those intentions. And we need more than that, more of that than ever. And I really want to honor you for following through because I know these things are a lot of work to put together and to help us have this community, virtual community, where everyone can come to a fire and there are fire tenders that are helping everyone. Um, Do not be surprised, people, at what shifts this solstice webinar can bring to you if you come with a really that open heart of what shift do I need in asking spirit in this community to help you make it? Absolutely. There is a powerhouse group. And for some reason, I invited many men, and I don't know if it's, you know, they're gone into hiding or whatever, but it's all women who are uh, teaching this time. And, and, and I didn't try to second guess it. I mean, I sent out enough invitations and that's the way it came out. So this, this year, we're specifically getting wise women wisdom. So I, I want to thank everyone and stay tuned. Uh, this uh, symposium goes from the 20th of December, where we're actually have a live fire ceremony at my home with um, all the wind believers who live in the desert through the 1st of January. And if you've missed any parts of it, as I said, it's a gift. So you can go over to YouTube or go over to the Wind Clan group or uh, go to my personal page. It's going to be available everywhere because it's from our hearts to yours. And thank you. And thank you, Carol, so much oh. for, you know, for the wisdom that you share. And check out our trees. <laughs> Thanks, Renee. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us today and you're welcome to share this gift with your friends. Stay with us for the 12 days of the Yule. And if you feel called to go deeper, please join the group of committed fire tenders on the Wind Clan group page wall on Facebook. We look forward to being together with you on this online ceremony to celebrate and bring ritual back to the holy days.